I want you to be honest with me for just a moment. Are you weary? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Maybe some of you are completely at the end of your rope. And if not you, maybe someone very close to you is in that state. Let's listen to the words of Jesus from Matthew 11. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Friends, we're going to talk about taking a rest in this edition of the Another Chance Daily Devotion. I'm Brian Sussman. Welcome to the Another Chance Podcast. I say another chance because God is the God not just of a second chance. If it were only a second chance that he would have given us, <laughs> I blew through mine years ago. He is the God of another chance. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Father in heaven, for giving us another chance. I want to talk to you and you and you over there. And if not you over there, maybe it's someone very close to you who's just, they've just had it. You're at the end of your rope. You're bummed out. You're tired. You're worn out. You're depressed. I don't know what your state of mind may be, but you just can't take it anymore. I had a friend who confided to me that he needed a rest. I was leading a Bible study and and he was a newer Christian named Mike. And this, this guy was all in for Jesus. Oh, let me tell you something. All in. He got converted and immediately was like, okay, what, what should I do? What can I do? How can I help? And I, don't you love believers like that? Don't you love people that just, okay, I want to get in the game. I don't want to sit on the sidelines here. I want to play ball. Let's go. Help. Please, what, what do I do? But... The problem was he ended up doing too much. And he told me, Brian, I'm tired. I don't want to sound like a wimp, but I'm working over 40 hours a week. I'm spending every Saturday helping with the remodel of the church. I'm coming to the Bible study. And then I'm on hospitality cruise Sunday mornings. I am spent. I've seen this many times over the years. As a, as a guy who's been following Jesus now, since I was in my early 20s. And now, now I'm an old guy, okay? <laughs> I've seen this many times. A guy or a gal so hungry to do the work of the Lord that they get burned out. So what did I do with Mike? I said, bro, let's, let's just sit down here for a moment, okay? Let's just sit down. Let's forget about ourselves and concentrate on him. And let's break out the Bible to see what the Lord would say to you, brother. So we sat down and dove into God's word. And the scripture that seemed to register best with Mike is found in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. And Jesus and his disciples, or I should say, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister 
called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and asked, Lord, why don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. <laughs> don't the, the, the accounts in the Bible are so wonderfully human. We can relate to all of them because this is a, an illustration. Martha and Mary were, were everyday people just like you and me. When I think of Peter, who prior to receiving the Holy Spirit had this problem with opening mouth and inserting sandal. <laughs> we, we just see the humanity of all these people. And, and the Lord loves us so much. And he understands our unique personalities. <laughs> and at the same time, as we talked about in a recent podcast, he knows we're his work, workmanship. And he's, he's not done working on us, okay? He's not done. Thank God he's not done working on us. But here's what the Lord says to Martha. Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This passage is a must for those of us who just like to stay busy. Now, Martha was obviously a naturally gifted hostess. I, I'm married to such a person. My wife is the hostess with the mostess. She is the best hostess you will ever find. She is a, has a gift of hospitality that is off the charts. And in, in many ways, she would probably identify with, with Martha. If she knew, okay, if she knew Jesus was coming to our house, <laughs> we would be up early in the morning cleaning arranging, making sure everything was perfect. Perfect. But can I tell you something? She just doesn't do that for Jesus. She does that when anybody comes to our house. Because she's showing them God's love and her love for them. So it doesn't matter where are you from, who's your daddy, you come to our house, you're going to be treated really and truly like someone very, very special because that's my wife's gift of hospitality. And I believe Mary was every bit that. But <laughs> Mary was taking it a little bit to an extreme. <laughs> she was so busy getting everything ready for the Lord that when he walked in, she was still busy getting it ready for the Lord. There was probably a meal, and she wanted to make sure this is the Son of God. The meal was going to be perfect. But she'd gone a little too far, maybe a lot too far. And I just love the fact that she could approach the Lord one-on-one, -on -one, face to face. Well, maybe not one-on-one. -on -one. There are many people in the room face to face and say, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And, and, and the Lord said, you were worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. 
Mary has chosen what is better. It will not be taken away from her. This passage is a must for those of us who like to stay busy. This passage is a must. It's in God's word for a reason. Because sometimes we can get so consumed with our gift of hospitality. Sometimes we can get so consumed with our gift of just wanting to help that we get burned out, we get bummed out. I mean, Martha was clearly bummed out in this particular situation. She was upset and she was worried. I have a wonderful friend who is a former Muslim sheikh. That means he was in the Muslim community. He was a leader's leader, a leader of leaders. And then he came to know Jesus. Oh my goodness. Not only does he know the Quran front and back, but he knows the Bible front and back. And this man, you know what his gift is? Evangelism. If a day goes by and he doesn't speak to someone about Jesus, he feels like he has failed the Lord on that particular day. But we were talking about worry. And he said, Brian, you have to understand, when you worry, when you're upset, you're in the palm of the hand of the devil because worry is a personality of the devil. Don't ever let your busyness, don't ever let your gift of hospitality, don't ever let your ability to be a great host or hostess cause you to worry because at that moment, it's no longer a gift. You have played into the hands of the enemy himself. Worry is not from God. It's from the devil. Being upset is not from God. It's from the devil. We need to trust in him. Now, I would hope with that admonition from the Lord, Mary said, okay, okay, I get it. You know what? The food's going to be great. (laughs) I get it. And if the food's not great, the Lord will pray and he'll make it great. (laughs) But you, you understand what I'm saying. We need to just put it to rest, move on, concentrate on him because he is all that should matter to us. Martha was that naturally gifted hostess who loved practicing hospitality, but like so many, she became consumed with making sure things were just right. And you know what? We're not supposed to be consumed with anything but our love for the Lord. She's just taken it a bit too far. But again, illustrating the humanity of these wonderful characters in the Bible, uh, you of course know we have Martha and Mary's sisters, and then they had a brother, Lazarus. Lazarus was the guy who was raised from the dead. They were very close friends of Jesus. So we go to John chapter 11, and I'm looking at verse 17. Jesus finds out that Lazarus is very, very sick. And Jesus takes his time on going to see Lazarus. He'd been notified, hey, your friend Lazarus is sick. Can you come see him, pray for him, make sure he's going to be okay? When Jesus gets the news, he said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. 
Bible goes on to say Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, sick, he stayed where he was two more days. So he hears Lazarus is sick, doesn't go to lay hands on his friend, cure the illness. Instead, he hangs out where he's hanging out for a couple more days. Then finally, he comes. So now we move on. This is in, again, John chapter 11, verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. Now, this is mentioned because Jesus was only two miles away. He was in Bethany. He could have a two-mile walk. What's that going to take you? Really and truly, uh, half hour, 45 minutes? He was a 45-minute walk away. He did not come to see Lazarus. Martha knew this. Martha, the worrier, knew this. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. So they hear Jesus is coming. So what's Mary doing? Um, Mary is staying at home, praying. She's with fellow mourners. I'm not sure exactly what she was doing, but Martha was out there waiting, tapping her toe and waiting for Jesus. And when she sees Jesus, she says, Lord, if you had been here, look at, she's worrying and she's upset. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know even now God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Mary said, of course, I, I know that. He'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And then Jesus said, no, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And she said, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. Martha's natural inclination was to worry, to be upset. But at the end of the day, when finally Jesus would die, and finally when Jesus would be raised from the dead, as he just explained to her, she would be filled with God's Holy Spirit, and she would be able to overcome the worry and the being upset and the busyness and all of that because now she was free and empowered by the Holy Spirit. You see, that's what happens in our lives. Some of us are naturally busy. Some of us are natural warriors, like my buddy. He was filling up his plate with so many things because that's what he thought he needed to do to be a good Christian. No, he didn't need to do any of that. What he really needed to do was get busy with the Word of God. Get busy in prayer. And all these things will work themselves out when we take that mindset. You know, when we're weary... We need to have straight conversations with the Lord. When we can't take any more, we need to have a straight-up conversation with God. When, when we're in a period of depression, 
We need to say, Lord, what is going on? Why am I like this? Please, Lord Jesus. For example, my buddy Mike could pray something like this. Lord, I want to serve you, but there aren't enough volunteers to get everything done. And I'm getting burned out. Please help me. And it's possible that the Lord would respond in Mike's heart by saying, Son, you're worried and upset about many things, but don't forget the most important thing, your relationship with me. It's important for us to have discipline, to pull back from our overloaded schedules and make time for a regular breather with Jesus. It may even mean you'll have to start saying no to certain activities, including stuff at church. But remember this, your personal prayer, praise, and study time, your personal time is essential to your effectiveness as his ambassador to this lost world. Let's pray. Father, I'm reminded right now of Psalm 62, verses 5 through 8. I think this is a perfect prayer to close. So prepare our hearts as your word speaks to us. Yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. I will trust in you at all times, Lord. Pour out your heart to me for you are my refuge. Amen. Remember, he's the God of another chance. Thank you for joining me in this daily devotional. I'm Brian Sussman. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.